You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 212, Feng Shui as Self-Love and Self-Care Practice. Welcome to episode 212 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach Feng Shui online at mindfuldesignschool.com. Check us out. Be sure to sign up for our mailing list. We have a lot of newsletter only content and special opportunities for our newsletter subscribers. So if you look at the podcast app that you're listening to us on, you can find a way to opt into our mailing list or visit us at our website, mindfuldesignschool.com. We have a very special episode today where we actually have three graduates of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School with us. Yes, we do. We are going to do a podcast panel. It's the first time we've done this with our program grads, three of our program grads, and each of them is certified Feng Shui consultant from the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Hello, everyone. And what I'm going to do right now is I think I'm going to introduce each of them and so they can say hi in their own little time. Because when you have like five people on a podcast, it can get a little bit chaotic. So we're going to we're going to do this one at a time so they each get their time to say hello. I'm going to start with Shivani Tarkasis. Hello, Shivani. Hello. Yes. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Chris Feldman. Hello. Hey, it's so nice to be here. Thank you so much. And then I'll talk a little bit about how you can find them. And last but not least, Sheena. Sheena Dillon, how are you? Hi, I'm well. I'm so excited to be here with you all today. Thank you so much <laughs> for having me. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're super happy you guys joined us. Thank you. Okay, so Shivani is Canadian. You're in Edmonton, right? No, yes. No, Calgary. Edmonton. Close. Edmonton. Edmonton. Yeah. Okay. And Chris of Graceful Shui at Graceful Shui. That's her Instagram handle. Where are you? I'm in Minnesota, Minneapolis. Yep. And Sheena, where are you from? Wait, mindbodybrave.com. That's your business name. Love it. Where are you? Yes, it is. I am in Cottonwood, California between Redding and Red Bluff. So Northern California. You guys are all over the place. Perfect. <laughs> well, and one other thing that was very is special about the three of you were in a circle together in a cohort together. So you guys know each other really well. That's the reason one of the reasons why we picked the three of you because we already know you have a lot of experience and familiarity and friendliness towards each other. And you went through that whole program together, right? So what we thought we would do today is we Everyone is probably feeling today, this this podcast is coming out February the 13th. We're all maybe being inundated with visuals of red roses and boxes of chocolates and dinners. I don't know, all these things out. Valentine's Day being right, you know, coming soon, tomorrow. We thought we would shift the conversation from romance to love, but specifically to loving yourself. And the topic of self-care, which is a emerging topic. It's be, over the past few years, it's become, you know, 
recognize that we need to take care of ourselves. We need to take care of our energy because if you don't take care of yourself, how can you take care of others, right? We don't have an unlimited supply of energy. And this idea of self-care and self-love is really important for so many reasons. And part of it can be literally just taking the time to, to take care of yourself and take that time that you need to do very simple things. It could be about creating boundaries to have better self-care. It could be talk, just making space, saying no. There's a lot, maybe just having some alone time. So there's lots of different ways. And so what we thought is we'd ask our panel today to talk about personal stories and maybe practices of self-care, but specifically, you know, what feng shui has taught each of you about how to really, you know, in a way, appreciate your own energy and in a way, by extension, love yourself. So we're going to go around and, and Angie will ask each of you the question. And then I, we would love to hear your thoughts and of course, your personal stories and experiences. Yes. And I know each of you have like amazing personal stories, especially in the last few months when you went through the program together. So we're really looking forward to hearing about your own experience around feng shui. So we'll start with Shivani. Hey, Shivani. Hi. Hi. So... Would you please tell us how feng shui has changed, how you take care of your own chi and your own energy and and what you do to care and nurture for yourself? Yes. So I have this fun, full story to share. When I was doing my mini consult through the, the course last year, three areas came up and it was Jin, the family area, and Dwei, the children area, and kind of that creative process and my relationship area because I was missing a part of that relationship lot. And I did the feng shui adjustments and what I didn't realize, which was amazing. This is the amazing thing about feng shui, how connected energetically we are to the home. And after I did those corrections, I noticed that I was intuitively doing um, these things like practices and like self-care moments that I wasn't consciously aware of before. And what was amazing with the family area and as a mom of two, I prescribed to a mother, a wife, a daughter, a daughter-in-law and a sister. And I give so much of my energy out. And when that area came out and it was like a boundary issue, I didn't realize that I was giving too much of my chi and my energy force outward. And I wasn't replenishing that back in. So when I corrected that area, I noticed that I was taking these moments of selfishness. And I think someone coined the phrase selfishness is the new self-care. And it just sort of like filled in those energetic gaps that I didn't know that was missing. And I, that wouldn't have even come up if I hadn't had that feng shui consult, because there's things in our lives that is so unconscious and hidden and deep. And what's amazing about feng shui and that reading, it opens up these areas to explore and kind of dive in deeper for deep healing. And then I looked at the relationship gua and I corrected that missing piece and I pulled that in. And relationships, like with all of the guas, it's so convoluted and it's so layered. And to me, that was looking at the relationship that I had with myself and again, connected to the family area, I was giving so much of myself outward and I wasn't replenishing that back in. And 
what I like to do is these little rituals with my teas or with my coffees where I'll thank my tea, I'll thank my water and then thank my coffee. I'll sit in the relationship area of the home, which is the living room. And I will essentially turn that tea or water into medicine and I'll ask it to replenish my body. And I show gratitude to that tea or that coffee or what I'm drinking. And just for the three minutes of quietness, I consume that and it, you can sort of like feel it filling in, in those gaps, which is amazing. And the last area of the house that came up on our mini consult was the Dway area. And that's like your creation, children, playfulness, finishing projects. And to me, I took away that with intention and imagination and using my imagination more, connecting to the non-physical and the intention part, which was key, which is coming out of feng shui, like setting your intention in whatever you're doing to give back to yourself is just so important. And using that visualization, that meditation on an object or a drink or in a space can give back so much energy into back into your body. So that's what I kind of took away from our, our consult and how feng shui can just open up these doors of gaps that we don't know that we're that are missing and to use that to, to kind of self-heal. And if you don't know where to start with self-care, like having someone read your feng shui, kind of being like, these are the areas that it's coming up and to really see what resonates with you and what steps you can take to kind of fill in those energetic holes that we, that we all have. Yeah. So. That's I, um, the visual of you with the cup and the tea it was so funny. Cause I was just thinking, Oh, what if somebody asked me this question? What would I say? And I say, I do something that will fill my cup, which is a very common expression. I know I'm not I'm just inventing this obviously, but like, cause you know, you've depleted down. And so it's just really this idea to take the time to re it's, you don't have an endless supply of chi right? Mm-hmm. You have to recharge, you have to um, fill, refill, do something to strengthen your chi because um, it's, you know, it it will deplete. And I think a lot of people think that they can just keep sharing and giving and giving without either A, having a boundary or B, coming away to refill it. And I have one follow-up question for you, Shivani. Mm-hmm. Do you feel you show up a little bit differently for your family? Because you mentioned the family gua and I know you have young kids, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. Cause when I'm running on half a tank, I'm not giving my full attention and my full self to my children and then they can see it. And then what ends up happening is I get frustrated. I'm running on low and they get frustrated. So when I need to take space away from them I can fill myself up and I can come back more focused with more awareness and more attention to the moment that I have with my children. So definitely. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And you know, that reminds me of something one of my healers always reminds me of and what we try to remind each of the students at Mindful Design School of, because a lot of people come to feng shui, especially the our certification program, because there's a deep longing to create some, some change and transformation in yourself, but also in the world, right? And through a feng shui consultation, through someone's home, and, and that's something that's brought the five of us together here today. And if you aren't taking care of yourself, that's the kind of chi or energy that you're 
sharing with your client, your future client, your current client, your children, and and all the people around you, your loved ones. So we want to remember that we need to take care of ourselves and be a mother to ourselves, right? Like take care of us, be our own mother, which is really easy to forget. So thank you so much for that, Shivani. Thank you. Thank you for asking. So next up, we have Chris. Hi, Chris. Hello there. So Chris, now it's your turn to share with us how feng shui has changed, how you take care of your own chi and energy and and what you do to care and nurture for yourself. I love this topic. First of all, thanks again for the opportunity. It's so good to see my friends from the cohort. You know, that was such a great connection. So I loved that whole part of the school. Thank you guys for how you organize it all. The whole thing has been great. And for me, even the act of taking the class was a way of taking care of me and my self-love. So I love that this is the topic we're talking about. And I feel like um, through through the school and through learning feng shui, it has just given me so many tools in life to connect with myself. I think by, when I came to feng shui, I didn't really know how disconnected I was to so many parts of me and feng shui has been this beautiful gift to you know you see you're looking at energy and energy is everywhere and it's everything and it's your connection to that and it's how you show up and and knowing that you know that whole truth you can't love somebody unless and you can only love them to the degree that you love yourself you know, that whole thing when you're flying, first of all, I hate flying. I have this horrible thing <laughs> with flying. It's terrible. <laughs> but I have to do it because it's part of our world. You know, my one daughter's in New York, you know, and just we have to fly. But whenever you would see and they put the mask on, I always just think I don't get that. That's like so selfish. If I'm sitting with my kid, that mask is going on my kid first, you know, and it has taken me such a long time to understand that if you are alive, you can't take care of them. And that is true of how we take care of ourselves. It's the cup that Shivani talked about, you know, it's, it's that whole thing. And I have loved the practice where like connecting to myself so much of my confidence and self-worth has grown through studying feng shui, just through being so much more mindful and being aware and knowing again it's it's all about that connectedness i mean it's just been so deep and understanding um not that we totally understand it's a lifelong journey right but um looking at the elements you know that's one of the ways that has just blown my mind you know to just so i have loved everything that this has done and I think, Laura, you touched on it too when we talked about self-care. It gives you that nod to boundaries. And I have found myself, because I know I'm going to be depleted in certain situations, I know how I'm going to feel after, that I'm going to love myself enough to say no. And it's not about the other person or the other event, but it is about I'm going to choose me because I know that's important and that's that's what I need to do to take care of myself. And that to me makes me think of the earth (laughs) element because of boundaries, you know, and I'm water. (laughs) I'm a water rat. So I'm like all over the place. No. So I need that. And that has been another one of those gifts for me 
just being comfortable with my boundaries, knowing, Mm -hmm. you know, when to say no, when to say yes, knowing and evaluating. And it's, it really feels like it's been a gift. And I don't know why it's taken me so long to even (laughs) have the courage to say no to things or say no confidently. I think that's been the difference. It's that I feel like I'm coming from a different place now and it feels so good. It feels so much more whole and full of understanding. And it's just been such a gift for me. And, you know, boundaries, it's funny. I think some, depending on your upbringing and who you are and where you've come from and your, I think also your age and your cohort and wherever you are, like I know personally, you know, you become these people pleasers where, you know, saying no and not putting yourself second and helping others is, you know, there's a lot of guilt around that. And there's a lot of like, oh, well, I should always do that. But there is a time and a place for having these boundaries. And as you said, this earth chi, which is literally in, you know, feng shui is the banks of the river that hold that water, right? Because you mentioned that, you know, you're water and I'm also water. And, you know, we flow, we'll flow everywhere if you don't hold us, you know, contain us. So I think feng shui is a way to... It gives you those beautiful visualizations and those beautiful, that symbolism and these structures around to put words and to put symbol around how we're feeling. And we didn't even know, you know, we didn't, we didn't have the words, we didn't have the tools. And because often we're just not taught that way. And so it's been a really, you know, for me as well, it's been a real gift to be able to use the five elements amongst other things to really help me do something that I thought I wasn't able to do before. Yeah. So it's it's been like a way of engaging with myself. Because it's about staying curious. It's about identifying the energetic thing that's happening. What am I feeling inside? And why am I feeling it? I Mm -hmm. mean, we're in class all the time. Stay curious. We hear that from you guys. Stay curious. There's always something to be curious about. Why is it? And how far does that go? That keeps going. You know, why am I feeling that? with that. And so no. seeing what's going on. It is a great practice for that, especially if you don't have the language or the tools, but you know, there's something going on and then you can kind of, it gives you that framework. Yes. And that mm-hmm. is so beautiful. I have loved that still learning it because it's not been easy because you have to be really vulnerable to engage with yourself too. Honestly, mm-hmm. we think we know ourselves, but we just have to be really vulnerable to really dig. It's like yes. really dealing with your clutter yes. <laughs> that really is speaking. It speaks yeah. volumes and it's just, it's huge. So I have a Thank question you. for you two, you two water people mm. and Laura, particularly Laura and Chris is taking something like a feng shui certification program on a course, because in the beginning of your sharing, Chris, you talked about taking the course and saying yes and doing something for yourself. Like investing in a feng shui certification program was part of your self-care, but is part of that, like that structure of a course is kind of something that maybe water people don't like to do. Mm, I think some courses they might not want to do. It depends on the type of course, but I think water people are also creative and that yes, they like freedom, 
but they also like they are wisdom seekers, right? So it really scratches an itch for water people, I think. <laughs> I'm just speaking as a water person to want to dive really deeply into something and then also see that it provides me with a bunch of other things that I honestly I will be I will admit to you. I didn't sit there and go, "Oh, I want to learn everything about feng shui because I want better boundaries." No, I was like, "I want to learn feng shui because I want to be smart and I want to learn something and I want to know it really well." Right. And, but then the obviously the side effect or the bonuses that I didn't even know that came with that was that my own chi, that watery thing, you know, was, was able to flourish even just, you know, aside from the wisdom seeking. Yeah. So, Chris, maybe it scratched that itch. Well, that, that seeking of knowledge and the philosophy, but there is something to this idea of doing something for yourself because part of my story is that. For years, I wanted to take a feng shui certification program and I had every excuse, right? Like, I'm not going to make money. I am doing this. I don't have enough money. And finally, during the last recession, you know, I I was like, well, I, I, I guess I'll do this. I can't get a job. I don't know what's going on. And I'm going to do something for me for once. And it was really the first time I made a decision to just invest in myself for no particular purpose, but because I was compelled to do so. And it, it it was something that I knew would bring joy that I was so curious about. So mm-hmm. is that kind of your story too, Chris? Yeah, I was very drawn to feng shui, drawn to the practice, drawn to, you know, your podcast. And so um, I knew I, it was a good time in my life too. We had moved. And so our kids aren't home anymore. We're empty nesters. So we didn't have, you know, distractions. And at the time I wasn't working. So it was like a great opportunity. So I seized it (laughs) as a way of going, you know what? Because we had just become empty nesters and that was a big transition too, (laughs) you know? And so it was a way of choosing myself and I loved it, you know, because I was so interested in it. And I just thought, I like, you just would like that water. I want to know as much as I can about it. I can't get enough. And now you're on the podcast and <laughs> I cannot even believe that. First of all, not saying when we even took class, I was totally starstruck. I ain't lying. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I listen to them all the time. And now I've got to talk to them. <laughs> well, like, uh- and and not to forget, actually, Shivani, you're you're six, right? And Sheena, you're six as well. Okay, so we we have three sixes and two water, two one waters. You guys are outnumbered. Okay, well, thank you so much for sharing, Chris. Um, next up, we have Sheena. Hi, Sheena. Hi. I'm glad there's more sixes tonight today. <laughs> So Sheena, power of the metals. Yes, power of the metals. So Sheena, can you please share with us how feng shui has changed, how you take care of your own chi and energy, and and what you do to care for and nurture yourself? Yeah, gosh, I love this question so much, and it seems like such a big question, or maybe my answer feels a little big because, just on a very fundamental level, feng shui really has transformed or expanded my idea of what self-care is and really like what energy is and where my energy comes from, how it moves in my life. And it's that, that understanding that 
the balance and the harmony between my inner environment and my outer environment is really what creates my well-being. And it's expanded like where I look in how I take care of myself or, or the ways that I take care of myself. Now, again, just like Chris, I came to feng shui into this course as, you know, seeking that self-care, seeking another way. And with my background in, in regenerative ag, like I, I understood that, you know, the natural environment, you know, has a huge impact on our health. But I think I was looking, I was looking for something more. And now understanding that, you know, something as simple as changing the position of my bed can provide the support that I need to really take command of my life and to confront life challenges is really powerful. Another part of my story (laughs) when I came to the course and in my consult with you, Angie, when I first moved to my current home and property, the property was really depleted. The trees had been all been eaten by horses. A lot of them were dead and falling apart. The home was really run down and needed a lot of care. And at that time in my life, I also was really run down and needed a lot of care. I was recovering from very toxic, dysfunctional family relationships. Shortly after moving, I had a baby and was diagnosed with breast cancer. So I've been on a healing journey and feng shui opened my eyes to, you know, how I take care of myself, my home and how, how I even see my own position in that and, and how I perceive balance. So something as little as, you know, I see a plant that isn't doing so well understanding that seeing a plant that's dying can impact my well-being and how I approach, you know, that day. And then in taking care of that plant, that feels really good for me. I mean, that's just a a small way, right. Of, of how our outer environment can impact our, our inner environment. And I think it's also, it's also really transformed how I see self-work, I guess, you know, for everyone out there who's trying to work on themselves or trying to work through trauma emotions, feeling trapped, lack of connection, it can really be a heavy headspace and you get so bound up in your head and in yourself that it can be really confusing and disheartening when you're not making the progress or the change that you want. And feng shui has opened me up to seeing that you can make little changes in your home environment that you can instantly see and feel and you have that, you get that benefit without having to be in your head, right? It takes you out of that. It takes you out of your mind and into your body. It takes you out of yourself and into your physical environment. And I've, I've, yeah, I keep saying it's transformed my life, but it really has. (laughs) You know, you you mentioned, you make, you bring up a really good point is that this practice, it's a modality. It's, you know, an Asian modality. It's from China and it is low it it doesn't take a lot of physical like you it's not as um invasive right it's like you're working on your space you don't like you were saying if you if if having to work on yourself seems too tender too vulnerable too much or too heavy as you said it's such a great practice to just say okay like let's not even think about that right now let's decode it into the feng shui code and say okay well why don't we look at this gua And then don't sit there and think about all the things you got to do and all the, you know, and instead do the work in the space and in the work in this area of your home. 
And don't try so hard to change yourself. Let the feng shui do the work just by extension. And it and it kind of allows you to use your space, your home as something to focus on. It's also fun, right? It's fun to do these things. It's fun to, to make stuff, you know, it's there. They don't all have to be these big design projects. They can be really simple things, as you said. And by extension, mm-hmm. those things, just the what because of what you learn in the frameworks, it actually is doing the work for you. So I really appreciated that, that, you know, sometimes a lot of modalities can demand a lot of you, right? A lot of work. And I would say that feng shui has this continuum where you can start so small and you can really be really non-invasive in how you do it. So Sheena, you are out in the country, right? You're rural area, correct? Yes. So yes. do you find that feng shui gave you another perspective of how to look like you, you do have a background in agriculture and that, but did you, mm-hmm. how did that inform it? Like, did you, did it, did it give you a different perspective of looking at like the cycles and the seasons and anything like that? Like, did you, how did that, like, did you find yes, I think, yeah, I would say uh, for lack of a better word, it just, it clicked. Like it gave me a language to use, it gave me a framework for understanding things that maybe I already intuitively understood in working with agriculture and living in the country. I already understood those things, but I didn't have a language for it. I didn't have a framework or anything like that. So feng shui really gave me that language. And a lot of the concepts with feng shui and, you know, the the elements, it just, I'm like, ah, now I understand. Now I understand why nature is so powerful. Now I understand, you know, I can locate, you know, what I'm feeling right now. And I think also it, it gives a, a sort of a point of reference for understanding that even in the depths of whatever you might be facing, whatever challenge, that it will pass right? That it's, it's a process. Life is a process and you're going to have ups and downs. And even when you're in a down, you're going to, that's the beginning of heading back up, right? It's that understanding that this too will pass. And I think that there's a lot of hope in that. And even when you're you know, on the other end of that spectrum, right? That life is going really great. You're experiencing a lot of joy or success or whatever it is that that too will pass. And that just, I, fa- I find a lot of peace in that now, in in what feng shui has taught me and the five elements and, and the process of change. It's that life is just cycles and seasons and we all pass through those and to not get too attached to any one thing that's happening. Uh, just that has given me a, a, such a huge gift of peace. <laughs> Yeah, you know, actually, yeah, I, know I, I that med- was the right answer. Yeah, well, I met like I meditate every day with this group, and today, the whoever was leading mentioned a Thich Nhat Hanh quote that reminds us, similar to what you're saying, is we spend so much energy getting caught up in our idea of what is happiness or what what is quote mm-hmm. unquote good that there's actually a relaxation and an ease. And a piece, like you said, that comes with seeing that positive and negative ups and downs, winter and summer and spring and fall all happen in these cycles and not to struggle against it, but this is Mm -hmm. is being a human being on this planet. So there's a lot of beauty in that. And I also really appreciated how in the beginning you spoke about 
uh, well, for the listeners, you know, when you're in our certification program, Laura and I do a home consultation for each of the students. And it's really cool because they get to see all the other home consultations of their cohort. Plus, as a graduate, you get to go back and you can watch and attend any future students' home consultations. So there's a lot of consultations to be seen. And so I actually uh, did the home consult for Sheena in the beginning of the program. And that was amazing how you described your property and your home and how just someone else taking a look, not me, but any feng shui consultant taking a look and sharing some reflections on just the feng shui of the space, how that gave you so much insight on your own state of being at that time and also gave you a way to work with it, to be curious about it, and also take take some responsive not responsibility but take some ownership and 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 see how you can work with it and make it workable rather than just uh, like it is what it is but it's that's a beautiful reflection that you shared thank you yeah i mean what you taught and what you shared in that consult too and throughout the whole course was it was just really really powerful because it it does it. it expands your your perception of yourself and your life and your home, right? You start to, your picture of your life expands to not just you, but also looking at your home environment. And then it presents you with a, a, a just such a, a, a huge array of opportunities to work with things in your home, with energy in your home, physical things, seen, unseen, but it just... Yeah, I mean, you think that you understand how you can deal with life, but then it, it, this offers you so many other tools, and that that is also freeing, and it just lifts a huge burden, I think, off of off of you, right? Because it it makes it more, as you said before, Laura, it makes it more fun, <laughs> and it, it lightens things a lot in many ways. <laughs> it's like a metaphor for for a lot of things, but. Yeah, it was the course was such a gift, and uh, and I I wish I could recommend it to everybody. <laughs> but if not, hire somebody. Exactly, <laughs> hire one of these fine ladies. Well, you know what? This was great. Thank you. I think it worked really well. We'd never done this panel style thing before, and I think it worked well. So thank you for being our first panel of grads and discussing this topic that I think is really important, you know, and, and it's just shows we, we went into some uh, places that are just not typically like take a bath with Epsom salts, you know, like, I mean, that's obviously something you can do for self-care, but you know, we went pretty deep there. So that was great. Thank you. All of you. Thank you, Shivani. Thank you, Chris. And thank you, Sheena for coming today. And thank you listeners so much for listening to this episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. You can listen every week for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast and this episode, please share it with others. You can subscribe, leave a review. You can always support the podcast by checking out our certification, just like our friends Shivani, Sheena, and Chris did. They're wonderful examples of I mean, all of our graduates are amazing, but I'm so proud of them, but also I'm so honored that they they are so generous to share their experiences with you guys today. Yeah, so check out our certification and our mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. And thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.